Welcome to the Mining My Own Mind podcast, where we stop focusing on other people's mindsets and start minding our own. Mining Your Own Mind promotes conversations and dialogues about mental health, mindset topics, optimistic outlooks, and mindfulness so that you can relate, learn, and grow into the ultimate master of your reality. This is Michelle, and let's get it started. Hello and welcome back. Happy New Year. Happy to have you tuning in. Welcome to 2022. Hope you had a great holiday season. Today we're going to be talking about something that a lot of people look into in the new year, New Year's resolutions. And though I'm not really a big fan of New Year's resolutions because I think you should basically be doing these things whenever you feel like it throughout the year and not only using January 1st as a starting point, But today I actually want to talk a bit more about goals and dreams. And so New Year's resolutions, resolution is something that you're going to abstain from. So you're going to stop doing so that I guess could be I'm going to stop negative self-talk, which is a great New Year's resolution. Or I'm going to stop complaining. Also a great New Year's resolution. But what about being proactive and talking about positive things? So things you want to add to your life instead. So I want to start out with talking about dreams And dreams are great and all. It's great to have dreams, things that you've always dreamt of being, things you see in your future now. But dreams are more of an idea in your head, whereas goals are meant to be achieved. And you can use goals as the steps to be taken towards making that dream a reality. So dreams are something you create in your mind that can take any shape or any form, while goals are based on taking action. And so I can have a dream of being a famous actress and a lot of people could maybe even imagine me being a famous actress. Thank you. But I have zero intention of doing any work that entails that dream becoming a reality. If I were to become a famous actress right now, it would be fully by luck or from something else that had nothing to do with me taking acting classes. So I have zero plans on becoming an actress. But I could say that it's a dream. But some dreams are clearly less important to me and other dreams are much more important to me. I do have dreams that I want to achieve and I want to realize. So I have a dream of helping people with their mental health and their mindset so that they can do the inner work, so they can find peace and freedom in the journey to living their best life. That's a dream. That's a dream that I want to come true. And that's a dream I'm actively setting goals to make it a reality. So my goal is to use my coaching, my hypnotherapy, my podcast, all these different routes to achieve that dream. All of these things combined create steps and targets that allow me to work towards achieving that dream. So you could have the dream of retiring and living on a beach. Your goal could be to create a financial plan that allows you such a luxury when the age comes. So your goal could be to have at least X amount of money in a financial portfolio by the age of 65 so that you can retire on a beach in Costa Rica or wherever you want. You get the point. So your goal for 2022 could be to set up the automation of the system that you need to make that happen. Let's say you aren't saving anything right now. So you would break that goal down to get you to the point that the system can be automated. So our goals are going to comprise of tasks and they're going to comprise of habits. So tasks, I don't know why I can't say this word, (laughs) 
are the things that you need to do that are almost one-off or something that you can check off. So that's going to be something like opening a savings account, boom, done. Getting a gym membership, boom, done. Creating a website for a business, boom, done. Just the basic one time, check it off, it's done. And habits are going to be like going to the gym four times a week, creating a weekly budget, tracking spending, recording an episode once a week, things like this where you have to do it continuously. And you can listen to my podcast on habits because that's going to go a lot more into detail on how you can form those and make them more sustainable. And so you also want to make sure that your goals are smart. If you've worked in business, there's so many great business techniques that can be used towards your regular life. I know your life is not a business. There are just some really great techniques from business that can also be used in your regular life. So what is a SMART goal? A SMART goal is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Anyone who's worked in business knows this, but for the other ones, let me just break that down for you really quick. So it's got to be specific. I want to lose X amount of weight by a certain time. That's the time bound. That's specific. Measurable. I can measure how much weight I'm going to lose. So achievable and realistic, you're going to be looking at one, clearly, is it realistic? But also, is it something that you can do within your means? Is it achievable? Don't act like you're going to go swim in a triathlon if you don't even know how to swim yet. Maybe you can, but be realistic first. Your goal should be going to learn how to swim, correct? Another thing that you use in business, which I have found to be really good for setting your personal goals, is breaking down the goals into short and long term, and especially using this quarterly method of having Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And breaking down the year into quarters. Why is this a good thing? Well, one, for me, I really think it's easier to focus on short-term goals and find it easier to stay on track. I can see how I hit that certain target and that it's going to get me that dopamine hit. And it's also going to allow me to see new goals within the horizon that I'm still going for. So I'm not so excited about hitting that first target. It's like, When someone loses five pounds and they're so excited about losing the five pounds that they forget that their main goal was 30. Be excited about your five, but still know that the 30 was the goal, right? Looking at what kind of goals you're presenting to yourself with at this point in the year or whenever you're making this, these are normally things that you haven't bothered doing before. So don't be overly ambitious. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Make sure that your goals are really realistic and don't try to do them all at once. That's really big. Don't try to do them all at once. You want to break down each goal to the point that it's almost like dummy proof, right? So small that you're like, man, if I don't do this, this is terrible. And I'm pretty sure I said this in the other episode, but it's still relevant here. So let's take these examples of wanting to save and financial planning and the workout ones, because these are pretty applicable to a lot of people. So let's say first quarter, you have all the way down to week one. So it doesn't only have to be the quarterly target. You have what you want by the end of the quarter, and then you have all the steps it takes to get there. So let's say I have opening a bank account. I need to do that in week one, track my spending of week one and week two, And then on the third week, I'm going to create a weekly budget because first week, I just want one step. I have my one step, my one task, and then I have my one habit that I'm trying to form, tracking my spending. 
This tracking the spending won't need to be done forever, but you need to do it in the beginning, clearly for this type of goal. Create a weekly budget. That's going to be a habitual thing of trying to see how you can stay in your budget each week. And another task could be, or you could say it's a habit, whichever way you plan on proceeding with it afterwards, could be stop using your credit card for a week or stop using your credit card for the whole month and just see what works for you. This is all subjective. These are just examples. But I could say by month two, I want to look at my spending and my weekly budget and see what worked and what didn't. I'm going to start putting the same amount into my account, my savings account, based on the data that I acquired from the weekly budget and tracking my spending. And so then I could say, okay, by the end of the quarter, I want to have this amount saved and I want to make sure that I have a permanent amount that I'm going to be contributing for the rest of the year and whatever else you see fit for that goal. For working out, you could say for week one that you just have to always take the stairs. You don't get to take the elevator anymore. You don't get to take the escalator. You just always are taking stairs. And if that's too easy for you, you could say, okay, I'm going to walk one hour every day. Then maybe you're going to say, I'm going to walk two hours once in the morning and once in the evening. I'm going to work out in some kind of way three times a week. Just break it down, but don't introduce all the steps at once. It should be staggered when you're introducing it. It's so important to not introduce all the steps at once, especially with the habits. The habits, you cannot introduce 10 different habits at once. It's not going to work out for you. It might work for a little bit, but we're trying to actually achieve the goal. So we don't need you quitting by week two. Trying to do too much too soon is a way to fail. And we're not trying to fail right now. So introduce piece by piece for each of the tasks and the same with the new habits. Really each habit should be introduced one by one from my point of view, but do what works for you. Do what you feel is best. You should know yourself. As long as you have some kind of momentum, keep it going. And while you're gaining that momentum, do not start thinking you deserve all the crappy things because you did two good things. If you could see me right now, I'm rolling my eyes. Don't work out for a week and then be like, I deserve to eat an entire pizza. I deserve to eat an entire cake. You don't. Uh, you made it one week. That's great. But this is a marathon and you're trying to get a trophy for just jogging, for walking 100 meters. Congratulations. Be happy about it. But we got a long way to go. We're trying to achieve bigger goals than that one week goal. Be happy, but keep going. You deserve the world. But these little I deserve it's can really mess up your momentum. Give yourself a slice of cake. Enjoy that cake. Devour that slice of cake. Take your time. Do what you need to do with that cake. But you don't need a full cake and you don't need a full pizza. I'm sorry. Just like if you work on saving for a month, as soon as you hit a thousand and you're like, oh man, I saved a thousand dollars. This is amazing. And then you go spend 800 of it on a bag. Remember your why. Remember why you're doing this. For the sake of goal setting, focus on one goal. How about instead of rewarding yourself with cake and pizza, you go try on bikinis. You're still a few months from summer, so don't buy it yet. Why? Because you're kicking butt and you're going to lose more weight. So don't reward yourself that much yet because you still have so much more to go. But go give yourself a little dopamine hit. Go get excited. Be like, ooh, I look good in this. I'm going to look even better in three months. Don't buy it yet. Don't buy it yet. Because you're going to, you still are going to look so much hotter. Each, each month you're just getting hotter and hotter, right? Weather's getting hotter and hotter too. Hey. So you broke down your dream into a goal. And then you broke down your goal into steps that have quarterly targets, that have weekly targets, and possibly daily targets. 
And now we bring ourselves to one of the most important parts, accountability. As I said before, you have to go and identify with your goal. You need to go ahead and change everything about what you're saying. Put your identity into that and change your words. Get your words right. I want to lose 50 pounds is trash. Throw it. I'm going to lose 50 pounds by July. And when you're telling people, they can check you on that. You can tell people so they know what your plan is. If you choose who you're going to tell it to, it doesn't have to be everyone, but I do think you should tell someone who you can, who can call you out. Someone you don't mind calling you out. And if you mind everyone calling you out, well, it sounds like you need to do some inner work and inner work might be something that you want to make a goal on for 2022. But the reality is if you really don't want someone to call you out, don't give them a reason to call you out. If you're doing what you're supposed to do, they have nothing to say to you. That's the point. Go tell the most annoying person you know what you want to do this year. Go tell them so that they can come and annoy you if, if you don't do it. So each person needs to be held accountable in a different way. It would be amazing if you could just hold yourself accountable. And then you could also have the commitment to keep going. But we're not all perfectly self-disciplined and identifying that way. And even when we are identifying that way, it doesn't mean it's always happening that way. So here's a few ideas for external accountability. So one could be if you're a cheapo, if you are stingy, you don't like spending money or giving people money, you can start putting money into a jar each week as all tasks are done and all habits were done that week. And then at the end of the quarter, you can go buy yourself something nice that relates to the goal, such as workout clothing, new shoes, some of that relates to the goal though. Or you can say that if you don't achieve the goal at the end of the quarter, someone you know gets all that money. Hopefully that really annoying person because they need to come and talk to you about why you're not doing what you should be doing. If you're working on money management, you could say that you can only spend $1 or you can save $1 into your travel savings account to every five that you put into your financial portfolio and use that for a trip. So if you saved 500, you'd have 100 towards a trip. Of course, this ratio is a bit out of whack, but you can find out on your own what works for you. For me, I find that I'm actually quite motivated in general. And so what I try to do is use my why as a way of holding me accountable, especially in the time part. For example, I'm planning a group program that should be launched before the end of March. I'm saying this into a microphone right now. Anybody can hold me accountable. I've already started telling people about it so that as the time gets closer, people will ask. That's not only a way of speaking it into existence, but it's a way of also having others hold me accountable in a way that gives me dopamine as well by knowing that they're interested in it. When they come and ask me, I'm like, shoot, Michelle, you got to get that done. People are wanting to do it. And I'm also being held accountable for what I'm saying I'm going to do. You could consider accountability partners as well, friends with different goals they can hold you accountable, you can hold them accountable, or friends with the same goals, you can try doing it together. It doesn't always work to do it together, but you can try or you can just tell each other about it. Don't expect that every person who wants to go to the gym is going to want to go to the gym with you. I personally like having my friends at the gym, but don't actually like doing the workout together that much. So everyone's different and be okay with that. But if they're in the same goal as they also want to do some sports, do some dancing, whatever, 
maybe you can look into doing those kinds of things together. You can also meet people when you get there. Stop thinking that you need to take your friends every time. Get some social skills. A few things to remember as we wrap it up for today. Make sure your goals are smart. That is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Make a timeline for yourself with long-term and short-term targets. And make sure to actually look at the timeline throughout the year. And not only the day you're writing it. You might need to change some things throughout the year. But make sure you look at that paper or document or wherever you put it more than once. Like beyond the day you wrote it. Make sure to break down the steps of each target to as small as small of pieces as possible. Have everything be as clear and specific as possible. Get your mindset right. Know your why. Know why you're doing this. Be patient. And also realize that one misstep does not mean you fall off the entire mountain unless you choose to do so, right? So for example, if you ate that pizza, you could quit and say, well, I ate a whole pizza, never going to lose this weight, might as well quit. No, you slip, you catch your balance, and then you keep walking. Dreams aren't a bad thing. Dreams can be great. I'm not telling people to stop dreaming. But what I'm trying to say is that better than a dream is a goal that directs you towards making that dream a reality. You don't have to wait until January 1st to make these goals. You can do it any time of the year, but the only point is to follow through with your goals. January 19th is National Quitters Day. This is when most people are quitting all the goals that they're starting right now. You better, better not be part of those people quitting your goals because you put into bite-sized pieces. And that is just, that's, that's not even three full weeks of the year. Do better. We might slip, but we're not falling this year. Get it back in balance and let's go. Thank you for listening to my episode today. I hope, hope, hope this was helpful for you. Hope you have a wonderful week. We're about to do so many big things this year, and I'm so happy to have your support. Please give me a rating on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, and I will love you forever. Have a wonderful week. Talk to you soon. Bye.